Dr. Janice Jackson, good morning and welcome back to WVON. It's good to talk to you. Good morning, Rufus. I would say, how are you, but I can hear it in your voice. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I, would say, I would ask, how are you? But I saw this big smile on your face at this press conference yesterday. I know. Well, you know, you've known me for years. Now, you know I'm going to smile because um, I just find joy, joy in everything that I do. Um, but, you know, it's bittersweet and you know, I people who know me know that I'm all very thoughtful and deliberate in any decision that I make, and that um, they also know that I love Chicago uh, through and through. And so I, you know, I made this decision. It's always, you know, there's never great timing to make a transition in a role like this. Um, but for my part, this year I was focused on getting our students back in school. Um, to ensure that people who wanted an in-person option had it, and then focused on, you know, having daily instruction in the fall. Um, and I've, I've done that, um, and I just think it's time to, to transition out of this role, but not to transition from the work of supporting students and families here in Chicago. I'll just be doing it in a different way. So, Janice, I have to ask the question, why now? Mm-hmm. Why was now the time? You know, I just completed my four-year contract, um, which is up June 30th, and, you know, the type of person that I am, if I committed to another four-year contract, I would feel obligated to do that. And when I just thought about, you know, another four years, um, I didn't think I could make that commitment, you know, given um, just how much has transpired and how much, you know, my team and I have weathered in the past few years. Now, don't get me wrong. I've welcomed every single challenge um, head on, and I knew what I was signing up for. Um, But I also think that these roles have a, a, a lifespan, and, you know, you have to come in with high levels of energy, and tenacity and and grit to do it every single day and you can only do it for so long and so after seven years in senior leadership you know i've dealt with a financial crisis sex abuse crisis a strike three almost strikes i mean it's just a lot um while also continuing to steer the ship in the right direction and having success with uh, graduation rates and test scores and trying to build more school options and opportunities um but i think it's time for new leadership uh, and I think that the district is more than one person, and I'm confident that it's going to continue moving in the right direction because of the infrastructure that we've built. Well, Doc, talk about that for a minute because you're leaving. You've got some of your top lieutenants who are also leaving yeah. now. Yeah. And so I, I would have loved to make a smooth transition um, to Dr. McDay, the chief ed officer, kind of in the same spirit that I transitioned into this role. Um, but, you know, she, she made a decision um, that I fully support um, that I think is best for her and her family. And, you know, I think the new CEO has the right to pick their own team. Now, of course, I, I think I've created the strongest and best team we've had um, uh, in a really long time. You know, I say that with full confidence because people on this team have worked extremely hard. They're great people and, and made big sacrifices. But I said this yesterday, and I want people to know this. The reason I'm announcing this now, you know, is because it gives the mayor and the board time to start this process, which began yesterday. Um, they hired a firm who's going to do a nationwide search, but we're also going to look internally. And so I will be here, whether people see me or not, I'm going to be here supporting the transition, supporting the mayor and the board and the new CEO. 
if he or she will have me, to make sure that this is a smooth transition as possible. But I want people to be reminded that this district is strong because of the leaders and the teachers that lead our schools every single day. And one of the things that I prioritized during my time here was to really stabilize things and stabilize leadership in our schools. In the past, we would have about 75% of our principals stay on each year, losing 25%. Since I've been in charge, that number is now well over 90%. And so that stability at the school level, I think, is going to help carry us through this transition as well. So, Janice, when you think about it, what were, give us some of the highs. I mean, you went through on a list of places, a list of things, and I'm going to ask you about the highs. And separate from that, I'm going to ask you about the biggest challenges and what's yeah. remaining to do. But what were some of the things that you point to as yeah. they really got this done? And I'm, You know I'm, what? And one thing, and I didn't say this yesterday that I do want to say today, the thing that I am the most proud of during my entire time in CPS was not actually something that happened when I was CEO. It actually happened when I was a teacher at South Shore High School and debate coach. In 2001, I believe, my team won the city championship for debate. And at the time, South Shore was, you know, a school that had a lot of challenges, right? And when we won that championship, the student, the team that won, one student on that team, Talithia, said to me, thank you for showing me what I'm good at. And as a young teacher, that just lit a fire in me. And everything that I have done and been about has been how do I help people figure out what they're good at and pour into that, whether I, it was people that I taught, worked with, led, uh, managed, et cetera. So that's what I'm most proud of. As the CEO, the thing that I'm most proud of is creating new educational opportunities, especially um, what we did at Inglewood. I think that it was hard. Um, it was a tough decision. I took a lot of flack for it. Um, but what I really wanted to show is that we can solve problems together and with community. We had an issue with school enrollment. In the past, things would just be taken away, and I really feared that so that we had to close schools because of the enrollment, but that we were going to replace it with a better option, and now Inglewood has a brand-new school, the school that they deserve and should have had a long time ago. And so there are so many accomplishments from test scores, graduation rates, all of those things we can point to, um, but I would say those are the two things that I'm the most proud of. Well, I got chills when you told me about Talithia's story, and I can yes. appreciate what that is. And certainly, you know, I've always loved it. One of my favorite movies is The Great Debaters. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. So me too. you talk about debate and think about what that does for critical thinking. I mean, yes, so and skills, literacy, yes. Absolutely. So when you when you told that, I could just, I could envision that. I could imagine that, and I could see the excitement that yeah. would happen happen with that. So thank you. Thanks so much for sharing that. And, yeah, South Shore and places like that. I think back to Orr having years ago won the um, – been a, been on the national stage for chess. And when you come from these places that are more challenged and you can elevate them to these mm-hmm. championships, it means so much more than what you yeah. can do in a place that's already, already set for that. Yeah. So by the same token then, Dr., tell me, what were some of the – what were some of your greatest <laughs> challenges and some of, some of the things that are remaining to do? You know, I'm a very um, patient yet impatient person, and when I say impatient, um, I mean when I see a problem, my first inclination is to try to solve it, Um, and I think that that helped me get to this place. Uh, But one thing that I learned in this role is that, you know, some of these problems that seem intractable or like you can't solve them, I really do think you can make things better, and I think the pace in which we do that is too slow. 
um, because you have to do, there's just too much to factor into it to make things happen. And so while I'm proud of the progress we've made, you know, I would want that to be um, exponential. You know what I mean? I think that there's so much more we can do. And the needs are so great in Chicago, um, especially coming out of this pandemic. Uh, it laid bare a lot of the inequities that we already knew exist and have been talking about and advocating for. Um, better, you know, quality of life for, for black people in particular. Um, but it, it's, it's gotten worse with the pandemic. And so uh, as I think about the challenges that I face and the challenge for the next CEO, it's going to really be about how do we accelerate that. And then, I would, you know, I, I talked about this, and I don't say this in a way to be disrespectful or to, to put fuel on the fire, but I do think that um, and, and wish for a better relationship between the union and the school system. Um, I don't, I know it's entertaining the back and forth and how the media covers that and what people see on social media and all of that. But at the end of the day, every successful school system has a, a, a great relationship with the union. And I think the fact that we have not been able to establish that for a variety of reasons, not for lack of trying on my part, um, it, it, it hinders us from moving forward. And it has to be about children first. And anytime it's not about children first, we suffer. And so when I step out of this role, the thing that I am going to be focused on and the ways that I do plan to contribute to in Chicago is really working directly with parents and others around how to take ownership in their child's education, to not have fear, to be unapologetic about what their kids deserve. Because let me tell you a secret. That's what's happening in the other neighborhoods, the neighborhoods where we look and say, well, why do they have this and why are they getting that? The parents are in charge. They're at the table demanding what their kids need and deserve. And I want to see more of that in Chicago. I want to see more of that from black families in Chicago. You have a right. You do have power. And I want to teach people how to exercise that power and hold not just the school system accountable and the mayor accountable, but to also hold the union accountable for providing a quality education to our kids. I mean, that's a wonderful sentiment and a wonderful statement. I know that it seems sometimes the whole, not the purpose of the union, but it doesn't function unless it finds an, an enemy to function against. And the enemy mm-hmm. is always going to be the system. It is, yeah. And so very often you might even look at leadership, and leadership will suspect that they cannot be reelected if they are if they are friendly with the system. If, they, yeah. if you get along in any way, it's got to be contentious. And that does not serve our children well. It's, uh, it doesn't. It is a, it is a long-time issue and, and has always been and will, will continue to be. Janice, if there's something that you want the next CEO to continue that you've started, if they do all these things, but this is one important thing, I just need you all to please keep doing that. Yeah. What would that be? I think putting equity first. And, and, and operationalizing that equity in action and indeed not just in words. We know there are a lot of people who can speak eloquently about the problems and how they need to be fixed. There are very few people who can put action behind that. And we have built a strong foundation with our Office of Equity and the work that we're doing. And, you know, even when we look at our capital budget, we had a $1 billion capital budget when I first became CEO, um, the largest that CPS ever had. And we put almost all of that in our lowest, uh, 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 income communities, and it, it still didn't make the dent that it needed to make. And so in order to write 
400 years of oppression and systemic racism, we have to continue with this focus on equity and, and policy and action and indeed. And so that's my message to them. And I think I've done a lot of great work there. But what I tell people, it, it's almost like trying to drain Lake Michigan one glass at a time. It, it, I've been working hard for a long time doing this, but it still feels like it's not enough. And so I hope that the next leader um, continues to do that work. Yeah, and I recall when I got there, they told me to pay attention to one or two areas because you yeah. can't focus on everything. Yeah. Uh, it's like moving a yacht, except yeah. everything needed focus. So I didn't know how not to focus on everything. And certainly mm-hmm. for me, my focus that was That was on, a challenge. Indeed. It was on early and high school. It was on the yep. ends. So if we can move the ends, then we can move the yacht a yep. lot easier. But um, so so it's um, all those things are important. And, and equity uh, has long been an issue in Chicago public schools. Has long been mm-hmm. an issue in our country. Yeah. So that's a good one to push and hope that they can continue to pursue. Janice, what's next for you? You know, I said this yesterday. Um, I'm I'm going to take a little time off now. My family has bets on how long that's going <laughs> to last. Because to know me is to know that I'm a workaholic and. I'd like to be busy. I like to be stimulated. I like to solve problems. It's just what I, I, I've never had an alarm clock in my life. I just wake up every day because this work has been so important to me. And so I'm hoping um, that I find the next thing that allows me to do that. Um, I did accept the fellowship at the Carnegie Foundation for the Advancement of Teaching. And what, you know, I'll be doing there is really focused on, focusing on some of the biggest challenges we have in public education in the country. Um, and we're going to be focused on high schools, as you mentioned earlier, which is, you know, a place where I spent, you know, 15 years as a teacher and a principal. And so that's what I'll do next. Um, and then I'll, you know, start looking for a full-time job in, in a couple of months after I transition. But I've had a job since I was 16 years old. And so I'm looking forward to taking a break taking some time off, spending more time with my kids. My daughter's going to seventh grade. My son is going to 10th grade and they'll be gone soon. You know that. And so I just want to check in with them um, while they still like being around me a little bit. Uh, Not all the time. I want to check in with them before um, they're off doing great things in the world. So that's what's next for me. One thing I will tell people is I am Chicago. I'm not going anywhere. You'll see me around just in a different way. Great. So even your work with the Carnegie Foundation, you will be doing that from here in Chicago? Yes. Yep. Yes. Which is awesome. So I get to stay here. <laughs> well, we're going to be ha- we're always happy to have you stay here because what you've done and what you know and how we retain what you've been able to to do over this time, Janice, is so critical to the system, which uh, which actually is critical to a number of systems. So for you to take all this knowledge and work on the advancement of teaching with the Carnegie Foundation and whoever else would come to you to do that is, is really important. You were asked yesterday, I listened with, um, <laughs> with interest, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, you weren't going to do this again. You weren't going to another school system. No, no, I'm not. No, <laughs> no. I mean, first of all, this is the third largest school system, and in my opinion, the best in the country. So I don't, I don't have any desire to go somewhere else when I've already, you know, been a part of the best. So, um, and I think that Chicago is a leader for all of our challenges. Um, what I want people to know is nationally, Chicago is a leader and always has been. Um, we're bold, um, as the people know, and we typically jump out there and do things a lot sooner than other districts and other cities. And so 
um, I want to keep in that spirit um, and keep, you know, pushing for that kind of ingenuity and that kind of boldness um, because it really is the Chicago way. Janice, you have been great in being at the helm there. You were great in the other places. I know that somewhere between Westinghouse and becoming chief education officer, you did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You did it fast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I recall when we were in those conversations and when I would stop by Westinghouse and just visit with you, and then Mm -hmm. I stepped away from all of this for a while, and suddenly you were on a, a much bigger stage. Yeah. But obviously you only elevate to the top seat because you've done really well at the others. Thank you. And for all that you've done for our city, for our children, uh, for what you'll do in the future, I will say thank you. And oh, thank you. That, I, that means a lot. Well, your work means a lot. You know, I hope that we can still, we can, <laughs> I guess we can now have our breakfasts in public. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, we can. We can. <laughs> and, and talk about what we can do to help move these things forward. But, uh, Janice, Absolutely. I know you're going to still be around at the schools until the end of June, which actually isn't that long. It's just the end of next month. Um, but a lot of work has been done, and I just want you to know on behalf of all of us here in Chicago and throughout the nation, for our children who've been through here, uh, and certainly for Talithia, thank you. Yes. Thank you for all of your all of your work. Thank you. I appreciate that, Rufus. You take care, okay? You too, and thanks for coming on with us this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Janice Jackson, the current and outgoing uh, CEO of Chicago Public Schools.